0: Chapter 18 of Travels in New Zealand, Volume One by Ernest Diefenbach. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Gail Timmerman VAUGHN. Chapter 18 Bay of Islands. The Bay of Islands has been more resorted to by vessels than any other harbour of New Zealand, and it is undoubtedly one of the best, if not the very best, in the country. Queen Charlotte's Sound may perhaps be ranked as high, being equally sheltered and safe a great deal of controversy has arisen as to whether the bay of islands would not have been the most eligible place for the foundation of the commercial capital of new zealand its advocates refer especially to the great number of vessels which for several years have annually resorted to this harbour for the purpose of obtaining provisions and of refitting and to the number of europeans already established there but i must observe that the vessels which selected this harbour came principally for cheap provisions which they found as long as there was no increased demand, and that they went to other places as soon as the prices rose. It seems to me that at present more is wanted than a good harbour to constitute the most eligible place for the capital of New Zealand, and that the harbour which offers the greatest facilities for assembling around it a large agricultural population, and which possesses the easiest communication by land as well as by water with the surrounding country, has the best chance of ultimate success. Now, the Bay of Islands possesses none of these advantages. The country which surrounds the harbour consists almost entirely of hills which are steep, although not of any great height, and alternating with ravines which continue far inland. These hills are formed of a yellow argillaceous stone and a basaltic rock, and it is only in the narrow ravines that there is little fertile soil. Even where the coast hills were formerly covered with forest, it has now disappeared and is only met with some miles inland towards the harbour these hills form diminutive bays inaccessible from the land the different parts of the harbour are separated by arms of the sea so that the construction of roads to connect them with each other and with the interior is impossible there is besides scarcely sufficient room in any of the bays even for a moderate-sized town unless placed on the side of a steep hill the only exception to the mountainous character of the place is the table-land extending from the waitangi towards the hokianga and the keri keri but this district as already observed cannot be ranked among the best portions of new zealand and has moreover the disadvantage of having no water carriage besides this flat district there is a valley with a considerable extent of excellent land up the kawakawa an arm of the bay stretching to the south into which runs a small fresh-water stream this valley is in the hands of a large native tribe who cultivate it very extensively. The number of whaling and other vessels in the Bay of Islands has much decreased during the last twelve months. This is chiefly owing to the increase of Europeans who consume the scanty produce of the region. If the necessaries of life ever come down to reasonable prices in New Zealand, and if at the same time liberal measures be adopted towards foreign whalers, there can be no doubt but they will all again resort to that country situated as it is nearer to the whaling-ground than any other there exists already a little town at corora a small cove in the bay which offers great facilities for shipping but is difficult of access from the mainland the same is the case with russell the proposed government town at the mouth of the kawakawa whilst victoria the embryo capital of mr bushby possessing the finest and most level site for a town and commanding the waimati tableland and therefore the best communication with the interior and hokianga as well as with the districts lying to the northward has no place for the anchorage of vessels and is moreover open to the whole force of the northeasterly winds the kawakawa has the aspect of a broad river bounded by steep and wooded hills in small nooks on the shore europeans have erected humble-looking houses inns are not wanting and abundance of fowls geese and ducks render the scene very homely and English-looking. End of chapter 18